What's up, what's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and today is a good day. I get to share my story about how God set me free from depression. I said, what? Bye-bye depression. It is real. It didn't happen overnight, but the process was beautiful, and it hasn't come back. And anytime it's been tempting to come back, guess what? It didn't win because God showed me how to overcome, and I believe that this will trans that this will transpire over to anything you're struggling with. Whatever you may be battling, I think these steps that God showed me is so important. So without further ado, let's hop in here. If you find value to these podcasts, go subscribe. Go leave a written review. Let me know. Share it with your friends. I would love it. But I think this one is really powerful because it's the testimony that God gave me because I looked to him, because I invited him in, because I believed I finally got to a place of believing and agreeing with heaven. I got to see it. And that's my prayer, is that whatever you're battling today, that you would get to the place where you would renew your mind enough to believe and agree with heaven to be set free from anything that would come knocking at your door and that you would walk in freedom and lead others into freedom. So may you be blessed. Go leave a written review, subscribe, rate it, whatever you want to do. But most importantly, enjoy. Love you guys. Well, hello there, and welcome to one of the most personal stories of my life. But honestly, I've realized recently how important it is to share this story because I really believe, especially with this quarantine time we've all had, that a lot of (laughs) people have been facing a lot of negative thoughts and have the possibility to spiral down into depression if they're not careful or just have really negative thinking. So I hope that me sharing this story will help you overcome whatever it is that you're facing. I mean, this may apply to anything. And I want to also preface, I am not a doctor. I am a woman who follows the Lord, and this is a true story for me. So you have to be led by the Spirit in all you do. And if you need to consult your doctor, consult your doctor. But this is Jamie Lynn's story, and I hope it inspires you to be led by God in all things. Okay. All right. So let's rewind how I said bye-bye to depression forever. And by I, I mean (laughs) for about 10 years or more, probably more than 10 years, actually, I couldn't overcome it on my own. So that's the plot twist ahead of time. You're welcome. Stay tuned. (laughs) So if we rewind back to high school, I was really happy and I genuinely loved people. I loved being around people. I loved being involved. I loved serving. Being in leadership was one of my favorite things because I loved creating things and I loved empowering people and encouraging them. I just did. And I loved being able to have the authority to do that then. But I also was so involved it was ridiculous, even through college. What people didn't know was my biggest secret is that I was battling depression. And most people, and I'm not necessarily saying this in high school, I was young, and by no means was I perfect, was growing up in so many ways. I loved the Lord, there was no doubt about that, and you could tell by the choices that I made that I just have always had this internal dialogue with God. So, when something bad would happen, it would spiral me into depression. It could have gone back as far as junior high, I'm actually not quite sure, but So one thing I asked my mom to not tell anybody, so my brother and sister didn't know that I was taking antidepressants, but I was taking them, 
because something would happen and I would spiral deep down when I was alone. I mean, just my thoughts were so negative towards myself and towards the way I thought people thought towards me. And it was very selfish, if we're going to be honest. But it was all about me. And it was all about how I wasn't enough. Me, me, I, I wasn't enough. And hear me out. The way that I'm going to communicate about the way that I went through this, if you are if you get like offended or hurt, if you're battling this by what I'm saying, I want you to encourage to ask the Holy Spirit for yourself what it looks like. I don't know if this shows up the same in everybody. This is how it showed up in me. So... When when I when something bad would happen, I would be, begin to navel gaze, as I've heard Brad McClendon say, start looking at myself, and it was like the garden. Adam and Eve all of a sudden realized they had no clothes on, and they started looking at themselves and realizing that they didn't have enough, which is not the way God called us to live. So the secret continued forever, and I would just go through spurts of needing medication. So I never I never personally experienced I was on Paxil I think. I never personally experienced like if I stopped any any negative kickback. I know that that's not what doctors would recommend, so that's why I just want to preface I'm not telling you what you need to do. You need to be led by the Holy Spirit and your doctor. <laughs> so for me, I feel like I well I got to college and it was pretty it was pretty bad. You know, I, I always realized there was a cycle. And I didn't realize how I was older, but this is the thing that would happen. I would be sitting, I remember standing by my window in college, looking out the window saying, God, I know that this is not from you. I don't know how to overcome this on my own. And I know one day I won't have to take these pills, but I am asking you to help me. And I just, I didn't know. I just knew it wasn't him, but I continued taking pills and all this stuff. Okay. So I finally in college opened up to some of my close friends. I realized that all through undergrad, I really felt like um, I had to be strong for other people and didn't really feel like I had people who could be strong um, with me spiritually. Like I didn't know who I could open up to or trust. I didn't know how to be vulnerable. I don't know if it was so much about the people around me as much as it could have been about me too. So by no means am I throwing shade at any of the awesome friends I had in college. But come junior or senior year, I finally had the courage to open up about just the things that were weighing on my heart. That really helped me. That helped me move forward. Fast forward, I graduate from grad school because I did have another spell in grad school. I graduate, start attending Upper Room, get on stuff at Upper Room. I'm the children's pastor and I've been there for like four years, maybe five years at this time. And I get hit again and it's been three months and I just... Couldn't remember what it felt like to have joy. Could not remember. And I'm one of the most joyful people I've ever met. Like, I love people. I'm so happy. I love being around them. But it was hard for people to tell because when I'd get around people, I'd be so happy to be around them. But at night, it was just, ugh. Or if I was sitting at my desk by myself, just the thoughts that would come in were gross. And so uh, I I will get to more details of that here in a little bit. But I want you to hear the healing process that happened. So for 10 years, I tried to do it by myself and I didn't invite anybody into it. And I thought I was kind of inviting, I knew I was inviting God into it, but I really wasn't yet. And I knew because I didn't have the maturity to understand in the word of God, how to take captive every thought. 
and to set my things above. In Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your minds on things that are above, not things that are on earth. And let me tell you, every thought that was swirling up in my mind was definitely on the earth, not from the Lord. Okay, so I was in a staff meeting. So this is the journey and story of how I got healed. And I will go back to how, well, actually, let me tell you this. (laughs) For all of you who like order, you're probably freaking out in the way that I'm sharing this story. I would have one negative thought, like one negative thought from something that happened. And because I chose to agree with that thought, it would spiral into hundreds of other ugly thoughts. It was as though that one thought, instead of me swiping it away and declaring the word over me, and this is where I, this is why I kept falling into it. I would hear the thought, I would see it as a fact. You know, there's truth, there's fact, whatever. And I'm like, well, I can't deny this is actually, this is actually happened. So like, I would so see the world mindset, agree with it. And it opened the door uh, for a tsunami of horrible thoughts. And that's what I was marinating in. And nobody knew. And it was just, oh, it was just heavy. It was dark. It wasn't joyful wasn't myself. It was just hard. And it wasn't, there were moments where it was so heavy, guys, that I had like the spiritual suicidal thoughts in the sense of like, God, just take me now. It would be better. Instead of, God, I know we we can overcome this. It felt hopeless. It was like, Lord, and I knew I wouldn't do anything to take my life. Hear me out. But it was pretty dark. It was like, God, I really would be happier if you would just take me now. It was, it was heavy. So we're in a staff meeting, and I don't remember if I interrupted or what, but I finally was just like, I can't do this anymore. I don't remember what joy feels like. I've been battling depression the past three months. I love being up here and around you guys, but when I get home, it's really dark and it's really heavy. And before I finished, um, I remember like Michael Malden, Michael Miller, they jetted up and around, and I think Trace and Peter Lewis were in there, and I'm so grateful for them, and Kevin, and I don't, I don't remember who all was in there, I just remember the men in the room stood up and came and stood over me and prayed, and commanded it to leave, and they declared the word of God over me and who I was. Now here's the deal, when they did that, I wasn't delivered from depression, but it gave me hope. I confessed with my mouth where I was, And it opened the door of hope, just like how that negative thought I agreed with opened the door to tsunami of poopy thinking. When they stood over me, I was like, okay, I have hope. I can be set free. So come Sunday, they do a big ministry call. And I was so desperate to be let, like for this thing to let go. Mind you, I'm on staff at church, which I think pride oftentimes keeps us for answering those calls, but hear me out. Um, I just didn't care. I ran up to the front. I was the first one to the front to answer the ministry call because I just didn't want to carry what I had been carrying anymore. And a mom came up to me and I love her so much. And she was like, Jamie, I'm so upset that you're up here. What's going on? It makes me so mad. And I told her what I was struggling with. So she gave me Dr. Caroline Leaf's information for a YouTube video that she had up. And Dr. Caroline Leaf is a spirit-filled neurologist, amazing, studying the brain, studying the paths of the brain, the thoughts of the brain. And let me tell you, I went home and I would listen to that on repeat. I would fill my house and car with worship. I would listen to that on repeat. And 
I I was hearing the facts. So also as a as a grad student, it was very important for me to have the scientific facts too. Like I needed to understand resources and the truth behind it. Because, you know, growing up you hear that depression is a chemical imbalance. And then she starts uncovering how depression is not a chemical imbalance. And any doctor who says that is not has not studied more, is not up to date in their craft and in their field. She said that when she studies the brain, it starts with one negative thought and spirals into many. And she even says you can think your way into being sick or you can think your way into being healthy. It was, it's really powerful. So I would listen to this one video over and over and over again to help renew my mind. And I believe she even gave scriptures through it. Okay, so then within two weeks, I had confessed. I had gone to the front and confessed to the whole body like, I want to be healed from this. I don't want to, I don't want to carry this anymore. Mom came up to me, been renewing my mind in Dr. Caroline Leaf videos. And now I go to a Bible study of people who are all my parents age at the Patillo's house in Fort Worth. I love you guys. So when I go there, guys, this is crazy, but this really happened. And I don't know what to say other than this legit happened. Okay. I'm sitting there and they're like, does anybody need to come forth and share? Like, does anybody need prayer? And there's like 35 people in there. My body, it feels like something took over my body that was dark. I started squirming and I wanted to throw up and I wanted to run away. And I knew whatever was happening was not God. Like it was dark. And I wanted to speak up, but I also was like, that thing was like hindering me from speaking up. And this girl, bless her heart, in a good way, not in a Texan way, but like in a real way, (laughs) Jessica came up to me and was like, hey, I feel like you're supposed to share. And I was like, listen, this is what's happening. I can't explain. Yes, that's what blah, blah, blah told her briefly. Like, hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is really uncomfortable. It feels like something squirming. I don't know what's going on. And she was like, Jamie, Lynn has something to say. So I went to the front, sat down, and I told them what was happening with me and a dad stood over me Richard and he goes you're leaving here without this do you understand and I said yes and he goes do you believe me and I said I do and I believed him and I just knew I was about to be delivered so they start praying for me and they're patiently praying and they're listening to God and they're praying over me and I'm telling you I literally got delivered right then and there but it wasn't just that moment it was all the moments leading up to it and how many times did I just pray but still agree with the negative thinking. How many times did I quote unquote invite God in and ask him to take depression from me, yet I would still continue to hear a negative thought and marinate in it. So because of this process, the Lord showed me the importance of renewing my mind with him. I wanted to share Matthew five twenty seven with you. One of the things that really stood out to me, this really shook me. You've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. What's crazy here to me? Oh, and then it says, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than your whole body to go into hell. Okay, if our mind, if in our mind, we commit adultery towards somebody just by the thought, it's as though we actually did. I was agreeing with hell over my life. It was becoming my reality and it was overtaking me. So what we think really matters. And if you are battling negative thoughts, 
You cannot overcome them on your own. He designed us to have one another. And for me, it happened to be confessing with my tongue to people around me. And it also happened to be um, a process of me renewing my mind and understanding the power of my brain and how God created and designed my brain and how it affects every part of my body and health. Because it did affect my health to be marinating in thoughts that came from hell and not those that came from heaven. And so I began to fill my mind with good godly thoughts. And Jesus gave me a picture of um, of me as a house and he's within dwelling. And the depression thoughts would still come knocking. And let me tell you this now, they still do. But this is what happens every single time. I've never come close to falling back into depression. But one of the reasons why I wanted to share this was because there was a night in quarantine where I had one negative thought and it was just like, man, that's not God. Normally, I'll be like, I call myself a spiritual volleyball spiker and I'll spike that thought out of the room. And I'm like, no. And I got so, it felt so heavy, all of the thoughts that started piling in. It was just a moment just a night, like an afternoon and evening. And I looked at my husband and I told him everything. And he repeated me out loud. And I was like, yeah. And then he prayed for me. And the next morning I was fine. But I got it all out because I knew, I was like, I know this isn't God. I know this isn't me. I need to tell you what's going on. And we, and he's like, okay, and we'll pray. So all is to say, now I'm a house and I have a front yard. And I have a whole neighborhood surrounding the front yard. And it used to be that it, the thoughts would knock on my door. And the problem is when I would let them in, it came with all of the armies of ugly thoughts because I opened the door. Now, then it moved to me hearing it knocking and ignoring it and be like, no, you can't come in. No. Then it would come to it trying to get in my front yard. And I was like, no, you got to get out. And now it can't even come in my neighborhood. So I'm telling you, I have overcome this with God in the in renewing my mind and setting my things on things that are above and not on this earth, that I am so highly aware of that demonic thinking that even causes me to think about myself way too much and hate on myself and who God made me to be that I won't even answer it. I just spike it out of the way. So another picture that Jesus gave me was, I love this. I'm an artist, as many of you know. And if you don't know, you can go to BreakthroughArtistry.com and check out some of the cool works. Or if you're on Instagram, you can go to Jamie Lynn Art. And Lynn is spelled with one N. And go check out some of the fun art. But imagine if God painted something for you. Okay, he's, he painted something really beautiful for you and he gives it to you. What would you do? You would probably be like, I'm putting this in one of the most beautiful places in the world on display for everyone to see. Look what God made. Look how beautiful this is, right? Well, if we're each a painting, you wouldn't, you wouldn't look at a painting and be like, oh, that, you missed a spot. Oh God, why would you put that there? This is so ugly. I can't believe you would paint this. I can't. You would not. If God himself came, stood in front of you and handed you a painting, you would not do that. You would be in awe. You'd be like, it could be a blob. You'd be like, wow. <laughs> okay, but he's way more masterful than that. <laughs> but we shred ourselves apart. We shred his artwork apart. We shred other pieces of artwork apart all the time. 
And that may not be you, or maybe I'd have a hard time believing that even when you were little, you didn't battle that with comparison or jealousy at some point in time. And that thing will always try to creep in. Jesus was tempted. He just chose not to be. He was really good at spiking ugly demonic thoughts out of the way and temptations. So these things do come knocking. What do you do when they come? So now I've realized the power of getting rid of it and the reason why we have to renew our mind every day in the word and think upon the things that are above not on the things that are on earth is because we are so infiltrated with things on earth that have twisted kingdom beauty kingdom theology kingdom standards jesus is the standard And the world has come against it and created something. It's like the Spirit of God has poured out on all flesh. Because he said it will come on all flesh. So there's amazing innovative ideas and creative ideas. But how they run forward with it will either be twisted or it'll be heavenly. It'll be worldly or it'll be heavenly. And so it's important for us to know the value and importance of us beholding Jesus himself and the thoughts that he has towards us and others. So this has led me not, you know, I remember going through depression. It was so tiring, praying for myself, praying for myself, praying for myself, which is exhausting. So renewing my mind in the word, declaring with thanksgiving the things I'm thankful for has helped me and praying for other people. I discovered that I'm actually an intercessor. I love praying for people. They may not know I'm praying for them. And then I get to see the amazing things happen. And I know part of it is because I was praying. Because the prayers of the righteous avail. They are heard. Something happens. Something shifts. And it brings me joy in life. And it takes my eyes off of me and my situation to rejoice in praying for others. And thanking God for things in people's life even before we see it. Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We were made to shine bright. We were made to be a city on a hill. We were made to invite people into this place. We were not made to let the enemy come. And I don't even know that he has the ability to put the basket over us as much as we would put the basket over us with his thoughts. We were not made to do that. John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What I love is that Jesus came just like you, just like me. And he was tempted just like you just like me, yet he showed us how he overcame. Not only did he love people well, not only did he serve people well, not only did he invite all different types of people that we would never invite into our friendship circle, into his friendship circle to follow him, to disciple him, or to to disciple them. (laughs) He probably learned a lot from them too, though. Let's be real. But he also took time to step away and be with the Father outside of the hustle and bustle of traveling from city to city to minister the gospel and the good news. And I think that's something that's really helped me too is I have a real relationship with him. Like when everything else fades, I actually still have everything. Like when anything in the world is gone, I still have everything because I have him. 
And that to me brings me life because my relationship with him is real. It's authentic. And I've invited him into every area of my life. And the thing that's cool is forever and always, I'll still be growing in this place. Okay, Matthew 5.16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. Our lives were created to be so bright and so beautiful. You were such a unique painting. God didn't make anybody else like you in the gallery. When you walk into um, the Louvre in Paris, it is stunning. Not one painting is the same. I could stare at every single painting in there forever before moving on to the next one. And that is how God sees each and every one of us. And we don't have time on this earth to shred apart his good works. So I want to empower you and encourage you. You were made to shine. You were made to shine so bright. And you were made to be the city set on a hill. And you can't avoid that. You see it from a distance even. So what are you agreeing with in your thoughts that are so real as though they're naturally happening? What are you battling with today? And maybe you're not. Praise the Lord. But many of you might be, and I'm hoping that this encourages you to confess to your brothers and sister what's going on. Repent. It was so sinful for me to be thinking about myself that much. Like so many people, when they're depressed, pull a victim card or we feel like we need to go, oh, I'm so sorry. But the truth is we have got to pull, we can have empathy and compassion, but we need them to know this isn't God and We need them to know the resources to be set free. So this is what I encourage you to do to wrap it up. Confess it to your brother with your mouth or sister, somebody you trust, okay? Somebody who doesn't tell you what you want to hear, but somebody who tells you what you need to hear, even when it's hard, okay? If you don't have those people around you yet, that's another podcast. You need to find them. Two, read the word of God. Renew your mind. Even when you don't feel like it, we have got to wake up in spiritual discipline. When I read the word and I don't feel like it, guess what? I just ate the word of God and there's nothing cleaner, more pure, more vibrant that I can eat. Some, I mean, when do we ever say, I don't feel like eating? If that's you, God bless you. <laughs> I love food. But we always eat because we need to eat. But how much more do we need to eat the word of God? You know, it's like we need to wake up and the more we eat it, the more we want to eat it. If we don't feel like it often it may be because we're not but then also I can be in a season where I'm consistently reading the word of God and I don't feel like it but the moment I stop reading is the moment I stop the habit of reading the word of God and it's important even if it's one scripture a day one scripture a day that is not too much start somewhere start somewhere precious like that you don't have to like break out a bible study and read three hours a day unless the holy spirit leads you to Be led by the Spirit in all things, but I know He'll always lead you to the Word. Okay, so confess with your mouth. Read the Word. Thanksgiving out loud. Start thanking God for who He is and what He's done. Thanksgiving changes every atmosphere. Not asking Him for anything, but starting off with like, God, thank you so much that you are good. Thank you that you're pure. Thank you that you're the one who brings judgment and that your mercy actually triumphs over judgment. Thank you, God, that you have been so kind to me when I haven't been kind to you. Thank you, God, that it is your kindness that leads me to be more like you. It's not your wrath. What kind of God are you that you would lead in such a way? And you just begin to continue to just genuinely thank you, God, that you have always given my family everything they need. 
Even if it looks scary, thank you that you have always provided for us. Thank you that you are the one that my family calls Lord, that your son came. You know, you just continue to thank him. Even right now, I feel a shift. Like the atmosphere feels better. It feels exciting. It feels good. Okay. And then um, worship. Turn on that worship music. Okay. Fill your home with it. When I lived in Phoenix, I loved the woman that I lived with, Heidi. Um, she would turn worship music on when she wasn't there. So it was playing 24-7 lightly in the background. And I loved it. It changed the whole atmosphere of the home for it to be playing 24-7. What do you need to do to do that? Um, and then also, um, this is a discipline, all of these things. Are you willing? Are you willing to truly come into agreement with what God says about you. If you need to call your friend and ask them what God's, how God sees you, call, you should have friends that could tell you that. And that's what you need to write down and start agreeing with and declaring along with all these other things. So my hope and prayer is that this is encouraging you and that you would share this with somebody who is battling dark thoughts, depression, anxiety, whatever it may be. Guys, the word of God has such a blueprint for us. You will also decree a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on all your ways. Job twenty two twenty eight. We must decree the word of God. We must decree what God says for us. We must decree the visions that God gives us to fulfill, whether it's business, whether it's something for a friendship, where it's whether it's something within your job, whatever it is, you decree a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on all your ways. The word is filled with blueprints. So I want to declare this over you. Lord, thank you for everyone who's tuning in. And God, I thank you even for those who need to hear this that will stumble upon it and feel so much freedom by hearing how good you have been and how good you are. God, I thank you for designing us for one another, for community, to be there for one another. Thank you for what you've done in my life. And my prayer is that if anybody is battling this, as I have battled this, that you will come in and you will set them free, God. That these steps of encouragement, that they will be, come on, that they will have the courage to step in and walk in your ways, that they would renew their mind with you, renew their mind with thoughts that you have towards them, renew their mind with science and beautiful things like Dr. Caroline Leaf. Thank you for that woman, Lord. You are amazing. Thank you for people who can study the creation that you have created between our ears, our brains, and the power of our thinking. Thank you, Father. You are so faithful. You are so good. And so I bless all who are tuning in. May we be ones who walk in complete freedom. Enjoy the kind of light shining that we are so joyful that people have to know that you are our Lord and that you are our Father and you are our King. And Lord, I declare that our generation will stir with hunger for you, that we would be diligent, that we would be disciplined, that we would choose discipline in your presence in thanksgiving, in worship, in prayer. God, that we would read your word and that we would be a generation that loves your word and that loves those around us, even if it's hard, that we would seek you in wisdom to love those around us. And so God, even those who are tuning in who may know somebody who's battling depression and anxiety or one or the other, I ask that you would continue to encourage them to declare your word over them to help encourage them abundantly that they will see their friend or their family member set free from depression and anxiety on earth 
as it is in heaven, God, that you would invade their brains, their thought patterns, that you would come in and set them free and that you would answer the prayers of the saints, that we would not give up, that we would not surrender, that we would continue and that the violent would take the kingdom by force, that we would continue to pray without ceasing, that we would continue to move forward until we see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, in our friends' lives, in our own lives, families' lives, whatever it may be, in our president's life, in our government officials' life, whoever it may be that we feel like we can't agree with, et cetera, et cetera, that we would pray for them and that we would take the kingdom by force, by prayer, until we see it come to pass. In the name of Jesus, amen. Guys, I hope that this encouraged you. I am so honored to share this story because I think it's so important. And my hope and prayer is that you will see the power of God and community and spiritual discipline. Without those things, I would not be free. I would not be free. I would not be free. But because of the action I was willing to take, I was free. So don't stay where you are if you're battling this and keep praying for those who are battling it. Be patient with them. Jesus is so patient with us, guys. Be patient with your friends. Don't be frustrated. That's not the kingdom of heaven, okay? Um, But he's patient and he's kind and his kindness leads us to him. So us being kind towards people who are battling this would be really helpful. Now, don't let them declare horrible things about themselves over and over again out loud, but Seek the Lord for wisdom and he will lead you in all of your ways. Love you. If you find value in this, please go subscribe, share with a friend, leave a written review, message me, let me know what your thoughts were. I would love to know. This is such a free and liberating place to be, guys. I have to tell you, I love God and I love the light that he's put within me to shine. It is his love. It is his goodness. And what I'm grateful for is I realize I cannot overcome anything without him. He is the only way right? I need you to help me overcome, but I also need God. And that is what's cool. And he has delivered me from this. And I have not turned back. Even when it came knocking, I have not turned back. So I love you. Don't give up. You're amazing. You are set apart and you were made to walk with him. You are made to be the standard on earth as it is in heaven. Love you. Have a great day and I'll see you next Wednesday.